Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's an instinct. if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. They fly now, and I'm Sebastian. If this mission fails, it was all for nothing. I'm Andy Schossler. No one's ever really gone. I'm Jordan. And welcome to our review of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Nailed it? Nailed it. Andrew, when you said- The same cannot be said for the people who made this film, though. <laughs> of course, but Andrew, you misled me. When we when we got it, we prep our quotes, we don't talk to each other, and you said, I'm not gonna tell you what I have, but if you all end up using it, it'll be funny. I assumed yeah. it was the repeated line that I gave to open with, and now I feel betrayed because I would have picked nobody's really gone. To be perfectly honest, there were many repeated <laughs> lines. We both had one. I'm sure. What, no was, yours ever... what was yours again? Including this... one that never actually gets paid off at the end of the movie. No, that's wrong. <laughs> because they do go eventually. <laughs> okay. Like like well. old Kylo Rasputin. He's fine. I, I love me an Adam Driver. Um, no, right. I mean, I was, I was 
staggered at the number of times they, in in the first act, beat you over the head with, you know, this mission's very important and we can't let people die for nothing. <laughs> and they just say different versions of that like five or six times. Yeah. This is a fun one. How were your cinematic experiences? You guys saw that I had a very crowded screening with me and that one guy. Um, Snappy dresser though. Oh, absolutely. And I will say, if we're comparing this to my solo experience, when I saw Solo by myself, we had a 100% up of our audience. You were the only two in the theatre? Yes. Wow. School holidays. It was a, I will say, probably not the best time. It was a three, no, 250 session in the afternoon. There were people around- but I go yeah. to, I, my cinema's not a, not a good hotspot. It's $8. As you can see from the photo, um, <laughs> it's not even really like tiered in a way that you can see over people in front of you. It's, it's a trash Christian. cinema, but it's a, literally across the road from my house. It's less than a five minute walk. It's eight bucks. Right. I'm happy. Whenever we <laughs> we go to see a movie, like I see one with my wife, we're always looking at it. I'm like, are we excited to see this? Or is Seb doing it because it's you know his job? And- if it comes to a movie like this that I just don't care about before I even get to see it, it's an $8 movie. Okay. But if it's like, oh, That's let's fine. go watch The Fellowship of the Ring, bad example. Yeah, we'll go We'll go to you know the nice one down the road that costs okay. $15 that has tiered cinemas and chairs that vibrate, you know, whatever. Mm. But if it's a, if it's a, if the movie's dead on arrival, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to uh, I went at 6.30 on Thursday night and went oh, okay. to- um, Went to Chamside, it's like a big cinema. Yeah. Pretty full. Um, okay. And like I was telling you guys off air, weirdly enough, there was a Disney rep there at the end of the movie handing out surveys, which I found very strange. Because I've seen a lot of Conflicted. big movies on opening day and I've never had that no. before, no, no. which makes me feel like they know that this movie is bad. And were you <laughs> conflicted in giving an honest review? No, like they just handed me a tablet and I was like, oh, you're going to fucking get it. (laughs) (laughs) So this is interesting. Jordan and I recently went to a a pre-release screening of Jojo Rabbit, which we're going to talk about on this week's Variety Hour, at least in Mm. brief. Um, And that is a film that was produced by Fox. Before the actual screening happened, the lady came out who I've spoken with you know, through email a dozen times, met for the first time that night in person, saying, yeah, we've been handed over to Disney. Um, Jordan may have to fill in the, mo- the cl- more details of that because I was texting at the time and literally she stopped speaking. I turned to Jordan. I'm like, wait, what happened? <laughs> but yeah, they've, they've kind, kind of, she's now- Just massive news, Seb. Don't yeah, worry she's fine. <laughs> so she's stepping back to a role working with more independent cinemas there, right. but this, the, all of our contacts have been passed on to Disney, which I'm like, well, that, for me, that's a, that's a, that's a yeah. good win, right? That's, that's a lot sure. more studios <laughs> worth of films we'll get to see now. Sure. Um, and even at that screening, that lady, the only, only time I've ever had a PR person say, like, can you guys send me a mini review before you do your actual thing? Okay. And she was, the one you met her actually, Bohemian yep. Rhapsody. Yep. She was like, just send me through a couple of you know, thoughts, whatever. Every other time I go see one, nothing. I've never fucking seen one at a public screening, like what Jordan's talking about. Yeah, that's that's okay. incredible. I'd never felt so powerful. You know, like, like, <laughs> like God must feel when he has a survey in his hand. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what they're what they're planning mm. because I mean, the movie's I mean, the out movie's now. out. Like it's it's there. Like if it was like a you know advanced screening or whatever or like a test screening, I understand. But the movie's out. Like you can't fix it. Like it's done now. And I don't think any amount of marketing can change no, its trajectory not. now. No, I wouldn't. What think was so. the, Do you remember the questions at all? Yeah, it was just like um like basic stuff. Just like you know, would you rate the movie excellent, very good, fair, poor? <laughs> yep. Um what made you want to come and see it? And I was like, you know, I like the franchise, good reviews, bad reviews, blah, blah, blah. And then like 
Would you recommend it to others? Would you watch it again on these platforms? Okay. Maybe they're planning on ruining the Marvel franchise <laughs> and just maybe. you know getting a getting an <laughs> advance warning of how they should best go about. That. I was <laughs> maybe thinking along the lines of you said it a couple of times that you think they're going to be done with cinemas for at least a while with Star Wars and maybe they'll be focusing more on Disney Plus. I'm mm. curious Some, if they were getting of, a read. Yeah, somebody kind of said that to me, and and I think that's right. I think this may be the last Star Wars film. Released in cinemas for a while, you mean? You know, I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh no, but, but now it'll it'll spill over into their you know TV Disney streaming the, the the yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah. Now I'm not a fan of Star Wars, so because Obi Wan was originally going to be a film. Yes, and then that's been developed into a series. See, that's oh, like, yeah. that one interests me. Yeah. But I, I'm not a fan of Star Wars, so I haven't touched the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Someone at work was having a go at me saying you know, why would you not watch the best thing that they've been doing in years? I'm like, because yeah. for me, it's all shit. And I'm not going to watch elective <laughs> levels of shit. I watch the ones I have to watch for the show. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, well, I've had a little bit of poison. What's another teaspoon? <laughs> like, um, But I've heard good things about it. I'm sure it's good for me, the Mandalorian's good for what it is. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it's quite good. And I've said it on the show a few times. I'm not a massive Star yeah. Wars person. Like I've yeah. seen all the movies and I've enjoyed them as I've watched them for the most part. Um, but yeah, I've, I've heard it's really good. I'd, have Disney Plus, so I'll watch it eventually, I suppose. But <laughs> I'm not rushing out to see the Baby Yoda. It's Too many fun. Simpsons yeah. episodes to get through. Exactly. First. I'm <laughs> only up to season eight. I got to keep going. And they did put that uh, the old X Men cartoon on there, the '90s one, and the yeah. '90s Spider Man. Oh, yeah, I saw the old. I was swinging through the other day, and I saw the old Spider Man cartoon. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to go back for that. It's it's heartbreaking though because it ends on a fucking cliffhanger because the show got cancelled. So you know, it's all there. You're building up to heartbreak though. MJ's gonna go missing, and we're never gonna find her. Well, they may be. Bringing it back and rebooting it again with new updated Oh, there's, there's, there's a bunch of other ones. Yeah, yeah um, all the ones that came after. So what about your cinema experience, Andrew? I went to a midday Friday session, so the day after its premiere, uh, at, a, at a cinema that was perfectly nice. It had reclining seats mm. and, you know, a, a curved screen. It was a very nice experience. A curved screen? A curved Ooh. screen. At a cinema? Mm. That's mind-blowing. I know the TVs <laughs> can do it. Really? <laughs> Yes, I saw. I saw the post, and that's exactly why I mentioned it. What post? The uh, friend of the show, Shane Anderson, posted uh, um, in in response to your to your photo that oh my god, the, there's a flat screen. You know why? Why on earth would you no, go to he, a cinema like that? No, he was completely the flat seating. Because the, oh, the no, I thought he said the flat screen. Oh, I've never seen a curved screen. Uh, every time I go there and post a picture, well, I say every time, at no, least once those, a year, yeah. he comes in saying, "What the fuck is wrong with the seats there?" Because there's only about an inch right. between the one in front of you and the, the levels down. So there's no, it's not a amphitheater. It's just it's just flat seats and a TV. I, then, I, then I misread that. But yours had a, an actual curved screen, or was that a joke? Yeah, no, it was no, it was a very nice setup. It's all those. I think uh, Hoyts has Sense Stadium. Uh, as their thing. Mm, okay. Uh, um, okay. What's the other one? Birch Carroll and Coyle have uh, VMAX. Right. Uh, oh, no, Event Cinemas has, has VMAX. VMAX. I don't yeah. know which Birch Carroll and Coyle have. So maybe they, they have, have a whole stadium. lot of nothing. <laughs> My yeah. last time so in the States, one- this wasn't a thing, but in Australia, we have like your your economy theatres, your uh, your premium economy and your business class theatres. Yeah. Um, in the States, I'm assuming they have some places that are quite nice, but the ones I always went to were just like, here you go, this is what it is. Yeah. But we do assigned seating here. And we, we class our movies by how much we want you to pay. Right. You can't just see a movie. Well, just, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. It depends on which you know auditorium it's it's, it's yeah. playing in. Uh, but mine was a nice one, but at a cinema that isn't terribly well known. So the price was on the cheaper end, which is great. I think mm. it was still fifteen dollars 
a ticket. But Mate, you paid really almost nice. double me. You I know, should have seen my, my shitty hole. Yeah, it was worth it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and about 20% full. Okay. Mid- midday on a Friday, the day oh, after yeah. premiere. It's still school Something. holidays though. It should have been full. The thing that, that I, I felt was remarkable is that there were no kids. There were no kids there. Actually, yeah, my audience definitely skewed a bit older as well. I mean, I, I, I'm 28. I and assume by the colour of the man's shirt in front of me, he was yeah. at least 50. <laughs> I have no idea. And in the, and in the pre-show, there were uh, two film trailers that were Disney. Uh, Black, Black Widow. Oh, that one, yeah. Which is Marvel. And uh, the live-action Mulan. I did not have that. I had The Gentleman. Oh, right, okay. Oh, that looks good. But before that, in the advertisements, there were two Star Wars toys ads. One for Lego, I think, where, you know, some kids are, you know, battling it out, Force-style a Sith and a Jedi and just assembling their Lego toys using the Force. It's so stupid. I'm sure (laughs) it plays well for morons or children, (laughs) but it's fine. But from from what I can make out, Disney is having a really hard time selling toys, selling Star Wars toys. Like nobody's interested. I was watching. You may have seen the same thing, but I was watching um, Red Letter Media. I was doing a bit, yeah. and they were showing like at their Toys R Us or whatever their local one was. Um, they had pictures of like last or last movie. Here was the Star Wars section there, and it was like you know a whole aisle. And for this movie, it's like it's the discount bin, five or six runs, yeah. and that's it. Like it's right. nothing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really bad because the toy lines for Star Wars have always been so solid. Mm. Not anymore. Concerning <laughs> for somebody that's not me. Um, honestly, Disney's so fucking powerful; they can take this loss and just laugh it off. I'm sure they're not happy about it, but they they'll they'll be fine. I, like I don't know, man. This could be the tipping point for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm worried that the bad will they're causing from this is going to fuck up my Marvel. That's what I'm worried. Because mm. I like those movies and I don't want the right. crowd turning on them because they're angry at Star Wars. Well, Black Widow doesn't look like anything special. It mm. looks fine. It looks like the same stuff that they all look out. like that. <laughs> and that's exactly why they're not interesting. Anyway. But they're <laughs> consistent. They're consistent. And occasionally you get a real good one, but mostly yeah. you get an okay one. No, I, I get that. I'm not criticizing anybody for liking a mm. movie. I mean, I like some shit that you know, other people burn me over the coals for. Good. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> so I get it. You know, you just like the things you like. Mm. Uh, but people are liking Rise of Skywalker-ish. Mm. Yeah, I've been surprised by how many people I've spoken to have been like, I loved it. I was like, yeah. All right. Well, even just, I mean, we'll get into the review, but even just talking to Andrew, we both have mixed feelings about this one compared to the last one, but we kind of skew in opposite directions. Whereas the stuff I liked, you hated. The stuff I hated, you you liked more than you hated. <laughs> I'm well, like, reluctant to say you liked it, but no. we, we kind of go opposite. Like I started off positive and get negative and you started off negative and get slightly more positive as time goes on. <laughs> I was thinking about this just this morning. We're about 10 years apart in age. Yep. Actually, we are too. I'd say so, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm born in 83. Okay. Yep. So yep. Return of the Jedi came out the same year that, that I was born. So Star Wars was a part of my childhood in a way that they were older films that I was sort of introduced to. Okay, maybe they may have just been something that parents put on to keep you busy, but they were, for the most part, good films. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also in the days of VHS... Uh, not um, it's not terribly common for cinemas to play films again. They only play new mm. stuff. You know, cinemas didn't really do these special screenings, yeah. you know, for nostalgic films and things like that. At least not the cinema that I was in. I was in a small town as well. Right. Uh, so all these things 
meant that you only saw movies, not rarely, but, you know, you might watch at most, you know, two or three times a year. Right. Right. Either at a, at a friend's place, unless you owned it, but even then you own a whole heap of other films and, you know, the whole family has one TV, one VCR set, so if somebody else wants to watch something or the parents are using or whatever, you're out of luck. You've got to go play your Nintendo or whatever. You can't watch the film that you want to watch. Yeah. So it just wasn't as accessible as it was. So there was something special about watching Star Wars because it was a little bit rarer. Mm. And by the time you guys were that same age, uh, then I was, you know, being introduced to Star Wars and kind of, you know, having it, be a part of a part of the childhood. Uh, the prequels were coming out. Yep. Whereas I was already a teenager when that when that was happening. Right. Some of the prequels came out when I was in high school. I'll say. So I can understand why there is such a difference in nostalgia. Where I remember Star Wars very fondly because it was just these three movies, nothing else, uh, and there was a whole heap of you know all the all the extended universe books about it and the role play games. Yeah. I, I, I played all those. So it was it was very much a, 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 a part of my upbringing, mm. but by the time you guys were the same age, yeah, prequels are coming out, and so what Star Wars was was kind of shifted was a bit. different for you guys than it was for me. Yeah, yeah. So I actually I used to kind of like it. The original trilogy, it always bored me as a kid. I remember <laughs> I, I would watch the first one. We'd always try and watch a couple, you know, okay. you know, do the trilogy itself. Do you, do you remember when you first saw it? No, I, maybe. Like how old you might have been when you. I would say safely between nine to thirteen. I know that's a bad, there's a big gap, but like it yeah. would have been towards yeah. the between year four and maybe maybe starting grade eight. Like okay, in that. I'm say probably seven, yeah. seven or eight. Yeah, my family's a Star Trek family, and that's not as like we're elite to Star Trek people. Which don't get me wrong, if you're a Star Trek person over a Star Wars person, I do agree that you are an elite. <laughs> but, um, my dad much preferred Star Trek. Yeah, and so do I. You know, I I love watching old next gen episodes. I still oh, do absolutely. still do it now. Good stuff. Yeah, but I and I used to be a bit of a fan. I would always get a little a little bit bored with the when I was younger, um, with the originals. Every time we get we start Empire, which I would say out of the originals, it's not. This is not a hot take. It's the best of the three. Yeah, but I would fall yeah, asleep yeah. in the Hoth sequences, which is the beginning of the film, and it would bore me so much that I would literally fall asleep while watching it. Okay, so I had no tolerance. Then the prequels came out. Much like everyone, especially quite young, I enjoyed Phantom Menace. I thought it was good, um, and I remember being like, "Oh, the second one came out. Oh, this is this is not as good, but it's what are the you know right. things are happening? Yeah. yeah, cool clones, the big war. That's exciting. Yeah. And then when three happened, I had kind of just like clicked into seeing what I do like and don't like about movies, and I'm like, "Wow, yeah. this Anakin guy is a terrible actor. <laughs> All this is bad." Um, and then I've even tried to go back. He's not. He's not a bad actor. He's Lucas is a bad director. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I tried it when we when we did the Force Awakens years ago before either of you were. I don't think you were on the show yet, Andrew. No. But I went back and tried to watch the the um, the prequels because I was like, they're the most new. I know already because we already sure went back and did the um, original trilogy anyway because we were reviewing them. We haven't actually gone back and done the the um the prequels yet. By the way, oh who knows one day. Um, <laughs> Teaser. No. <laughs> and. I got like half an hour, 45 minutes into Phantom Menace. And I was like, I thought this was the good one of the three. This is so fucking boring. I, I can't. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I watched number two. I'm like, oh no, the bad acting was here already. I, it didn't <laughs> appear in three. I just was too young to realize it was there in two. But I mean, I used to play games and stuff. Like back yeah. on my old computer, Empire at War. You guys ever play that? 
It's mm. Age of Empires, but with Star Wars. It's fucking great. It you play the rebels or the um, the uh, the dickhead ones, the Imperials or whatever. The Tie Fighter came first. Tie Fighter, yeah. Lucas Arts oh. released released like the Tie Fighter games and the mm. X Wing. You could you could be. I've got on my sixty four missions, and it was wonderful. My wife, a couple of years back, got me a Nintendo sixty four for Christmas. And she got me two games because they had games that since we had been dating like the four or five years prior to that, I had mentioned in past. Like I used to play these growing when I was you know young, but yeah. you know I don't have them anymore. And it was the South Park first person shooter game, <laughs> which I maintain is flawed but beautiful. Yeah. And Star Trek, uh, Star Wars Pod Racer, right? Which I remember being like that is like peak fucking race game for 64. Mm. Even it's trash. It's so so bad. bad, (laughs) There's no way of accelerating in that game. You just go at your speed. It's (laughs) It's so bad. And I tried to play it on on Christmas day, sitting down with her. (laughs) Let me enjoy this gift you got me. And literally 10 minutes in, I'm like, oh no, this is so (laughs) bad. (laughs) The problem with South Park is that the draw distance, so the the, draw draw distance, it's all fog. So, you can't see anything because yeah. they've had to cover it all up. And also the 64 controller is just a hunk of trash. I played- <gasps> I, No, I played the- You're not holding s- it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding it with my two hands. I need three. Uh, I used to play that South Park game on the PS1, which right. has a real controller with four human hands. So <laughs> that was fine. And it actually ran a bit better, but yeah. But I didn't always hate it. And then going on and watching them, I just- I, I've, I fail now to see the appeal. Yeah. So see, in, yeah. in, in in contrast, by the time I had uh, seen the prequels, um, Star Wars was already established firmly as this awesome fantasy thing, this different world that you can escape to when you need to uh, just to have a release mm. and be imaginative and creative and imagine yourself in that world. Yeah. The role playing game you mentioned, I've heard as well amazing things game. about. Yeah. I would. L- I hate Star yeah, Wars. Star, Star Wars. I would love a, to play that game. Star Wars is a and d style thing. It's yeah. Yeah, incredibly fun. Well, I, I've, you, you, yeah, you get to be a smuggler or a bounty hunter or something. It's incredibly fun. Get your second take bingo cards out. Yeah. And every time we cover a Star Wars movie, you will get the quote from me. Yeah. George Lucas would be a great DM. <laughs> or no, 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 sorry. Yeah. No, sorry. George Lucas makes a terrible DM. He would be a good, he'd be the good guy to write the content book to give to a, someone who can tell a story. Because um, it's a great setting. I like yeah. where it all mm. is. It's just, Every time they do something with it, it's like, oh, that was what you did? <laughs> Damn it. But I don't know. It's, I just wish I loved it. I wish I, I wish I did. That's the thing. Like my first exposure to Star Wars really was the prequels. Mm-hmm. So even though I was younger, I was still like, oh, this is fine. And then I didn't see the original movies until I was a bit older. So right. in sort of going backwards, I can appreciate that the original ones are definitely the better films but I didn't have like a really high bar because I started with the prequels. Yep. <laughs> oh, I did get told off as well by Chan Star, a uh, friend of the show, Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. Um, apparently on the bottom 10 episode, the bottom 10 movie episodes. Oh, were you incorrect? I, no, yeah, no. Um, I, apparently I said, I, I mentioned that George Lucas is a terrible director. Look at all the movies. And I, I mentioned, he, okay, he didn't direct four and five, um, five and six. Okay, um, no, a no, friend did. He was, which is he why they're good producer, but he was heavily involved. Yeah, yeah, but it's why you know they're the better of the original three. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I forget the name of the director now. But it was like a, if I remember, it was like a college friend. It was his college professor actually. I think is the one that did. Oh, Kirshner, was it? Yeah, yeah. I think he he had something to do with Lucas's like film education. Right. I, I think it was his old professor. I I knew that and just went on a raid about how bad Lucas is. 
<laughs> well, who looks like a dick now? <laughs> All right. Well, did you? Oh, do you have your yeah, little people, box office either? People aren't liking, li- liking it. It has a six point nine on IMDb for the moment. Um, I don't know how much that will shift around. Actually, I don't. I don't think it will. Mm. That's horrible. So movies. Oh yeah, it's not brilliant. Yeah, That's, I mean, yeah. I think it, I tell you, if a, if a Marvel movie comes out. It's going to hit for opening weekend. It'll be safely on a nine. It will yeah. then drop down to a seven, or if it's a really right. if it's a nice one, might stay seven and a half, eight. But they will start off high and then get parred away by everyone else. If this shit's yeah, starting the fact though, starting at the six point nine is a mm. little bit concerning. Yeah. But a lot of people have opinions, and I think a lot of them have already voiced it. I yeah. don't. I don't think it'll get much lower than that. It's tough as well. There's probably. I mean, I'm not saying this movie doesn't deserve it. I wouldn't be shocked if there's a bit of like a review bomb situation happening there as well. People yeah, being like, fuck them, give it a zero. Haven't even seen it yet. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. possible. yeah. It doesn't deserve a zero. No, I agree. But I don't think it deserves a seven either. <laughs> or or 6.9. <laughs> uh, big difference uh, between critical and audience on Rotten Tomatoes. Critical, it's 57% and audience is 86. Interesting, right? Because yeah. uh, the last year I was- around, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. But the point is, there's a huge difference between them either way. Yeah. So something is amiss. They're, we're looking for different things. You, you, possibly. I mean, I know when I go into a film, I'll get pissed off about even just act structure. If, if a movie doesn't flow the way that it should from plot A to plot B to plot yeah. C, I will get annoyed by that. Alex, for example, who's very hands-off, yeah. he won't notice it. A movie could be all third act and he <laughs> would not notice because he doesn't know to look for it. And that's fine. Yes. That's not a wrong way of viewing it, yeah. but it's we're looking for different things. But then aggregating all that and comparing it, you know, comparing your review score to somebody else's, uh, also when you don't know the content of their, of their critique, that's not really mm. an honest way of, of comparing the two. Mm. And so comparing critics and audiences... It exposes a flaw in the way the Rotten Tomatoes collects its data. That's why I like if you go into IMDb, user ratings, and you can read little view reviews. And yeah, some of them yeah. you'll know if someone's giving it a zero and they're saying like, "Oh yeah, yeah, the action was good, the story was bad," and you're like, "Yeah, well, you know, then your zero is badly given but because you have it's not to, accurate." But you have to delve into that. And yes. at, at least Rotten Tomatoes splits them and says, "Right, this is you know critics who may be more." technically minded or be looking at you know story flow and pacing and editing and things like that um and this is the audience who aren't necessarily you know aware of those things yeah and this is their score and also we're on the take from disney so we're always going to be a little bit nicer <laughs> than everyone else and that's just we're always open about that well i got bad news for you seb <laughs> <laughs> they spent 200 mil on this on this film which seems low it does right? seem low yeah, that's what to say it was 500 each um, Infinity War and yeah. um, Endgame one. I read the 200 million figure and I thought that doesn't, that seems like somebody balls it up or mm. or they got a really good discount on their on their CGI because there's a <laughs> lot of, oh yeah, a lot of flashy stuff going on in the screen. But maybe they just found cheaper ways of achieving it. Who knows? Possibly. Yeah. It's easy when you buy all the studios that make that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so far, uh, we're recording this on a Saturday, two days after premiere. It's taken 59 million worldwide. It's apparently bombing in China is what I read, which is yeah. weird because they'll, 
I'm going to speak in broad terms, but they love Transformers movies over there. They tend to go for things that are just flashy and big because translation-wise, oh. they're not as clean. I'm Rise genuinely of Skywalker surprised. is flashy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my, that's why I'm, I'm you what, weirded not out. not much for them to follow. <laughs> but they don't... I think this has been a recurring problem from memory because I don't think they got the nostalgia bump from Star Wars because it never was released in China. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, or at least it wasn't released when it, when it came out everywhere else because let's you know put the yeah. curtain up and all that. Um, but yeah, so that I, I've read this before. I think it was the Force Awakens, or at least the other one, that China just doesn't know or care about. I'm China. I've never been more China than I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we do the that's, trivia? That seems low for uh, even yeah. for an opening weekend, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what was it. Forty nine, fifty nine, fifty nine million. So I mean, you know, and that's the receipts. Worldwide? Well, that's the worldwide gross. And, and it's not the end of the weekend yet, so who knows? Yeah. By come Monday, Tuesday, when when the figures are released, uh, it may be better. Right. But I don't think they're going to make the billion that they were hoping for, that it needs to make to continue the franchise. It's funny. I um, I remember when The Force I think Awakens. it'll struggle to make half a billion, to be honest. Oh, I think it'll clear that. You think so? Spider-Man, home, oh, Far From Home, made a billion dollars. And I, like that was a good movie, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying yeah. like... But Spider-Man's it's, a smaller franchise. This, yeah. isn't, this isn't that good. No. And it has a lot of people pissed off from the previous one. That's true. Yeah. Interesting. So I, yeah, so I, I think Disney's going to struggle. I remember when The Force Awakens came out, people were so excited. I ended up yeah. seeing that movie two, twice at cinemas. And I remember because I had groups of friends that were like, yeah, let's go see the new Star Wars. It looks great, blah, 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 blah. I, everyone that I've spoken <laughs> to has been like, uh, because I've mentioned like how I feel about Star Wars. And like, Oh, I'm gonna go see it. I guess just to see how it ends. But I'm, like, if it was more like an obligation than a want for yeah. a lot of people. Oh yeah, if it wasn't for the review, I probably wouldn't have seen it in the cinema either. I probably wouldn't have not in the cinema anyway. I probably would have yeah. eventually Netflixed it. Maybe I don't know. We'll move to trivia and we'll go from there. <laughs> Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black? Hey Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butt. <coughs> it is Wednesday, my dudes. It never gets old. Until it does. Um, or rather, it never gets it never stops being annoying, I should say. <laughs> Only one more episode with those sounds oh. until we change things up a little bit, come the new year. What an announcement. I mean, I've been teasing it now for <laughs> weeks on end. Um, That's right. I'll just say it every episode. It'll be fun. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, oh yeah, one more. Just next week's jingle all the way, and then New Year, New Us. That's exciting. Well, there we are. There's some second tape trivia for yeah. you. <laughs> but do we have any Star Wars trivia? We have some. <laughs> oh, good. I can make up some. <laughs> now, I I always, you know, end up monopolizing this because Alex and Seb. Never did any trivia, so <laughs> I apologize, Jordan, if you ever seem like you have That's trivia fine. that you want to no, bring I up. I didn't care to look any up after the movie. I was just I like, cool, <laughs> I've seen it, I'm going to talk about it. I Some, care nothing more for it. One but of the ships. I will the- happily <laughs> listen to these trivial notes. One of the ships from the Clone Wars is probably in that end sequence with all the... Um, oh, how could you tell, given how noisy it is? I think well, that's made up. I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read it somewhere, but it also may have been the last movie. Oh God, I wouldn't there be was surprised so many if, ships. If there's a, you know, you zoom in on a thing and there's a little C-3PO ship and an R2-D2 ship. And oh, I assume there was an Enterprise in there somewhere. Yeah, probably an Enterprise. Who cares? Like, legitimately though, um, in oh, one of the Star Trek 
Either the, the, Millennium, the Millennium Falcon is in Spaceballs at the end of the, the petrol station. <laughs> yep. There's the Millennium Falcon there. In one of the new Star Trek movies, not the third one, but the second, the first or the second, um, when the ship is blown up at some point, a crew member gets sucked out into the, the void. Right. Um, R2-D2 is also sucked out into the void. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I can't remember. There was some stupid thing. Yeah, anyway. So many stupid things like that. Uh, it, well, they're both Abrams. Yeah, I know. Well, speaking of which, Abrams was delighted at uh, a Star Wars celebration in April 2019 that Palpatine's return is one of the few plot points that hadn't leaked. So they got to announce that at their celebration with Ian McDiarmid uh, playing the playing the trailer and then you know, immediately saying, roll it again. And they showed the thing again with his <laughs> voice at the end. He's the best part of Star Wars. The yeah, Emperor. I'll give you that. Um, maybe. Maybe not in this film. <laughs> <laughs> He's the most interesting part in that of all the characters... In Star Wars, uh, he's the one that I look forward to seeing the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah that character was the highlight of this movie for me, but and I still had still problems that, with oh it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was still there. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, following um, Carrie Fisher's death, Lucasfilm confirmed that a digitally recreated layer wouldn't appear in Rise of Skywalker, except for I guess young Leia. <laughs> but then later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> But then later... I thought that looked uh, good. I, I thought that looked didn't, good. It didn't look good. She didn't say a word. Oh, wait, no, she did. Little <laughs> young Luke didn't look good either. I thought he looked fine. Was so, you didn't need so that scene obvious. at all. It was yeah. so stupid. We had to show that she was a Jedi. Oh, Otherwise, last I think he was fixing up her uh, Mary Poppinsing through space last movie. I think that's what <laughs> that, that whole scene was there because Ryan Johnson decided, fuck logic. Well, she wasn't going to be in the third film, even though it had been planned that this film would be primarily about Leia. Um, How unlucky though that yeah. the one person they kept alive was the one that died in real I know, life. I know that and, and you can't you can't you know help that from, from no. happening. It's they had a, a plan for how these stories would would go out and tragically she died still relatively young. I think she was 60. Yeah. 61 yeah. Uh, when she went. Um so she wasn't going to be in Rise of Skywalker at all following this, but then Abrams said, no, 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 we're going to use unused footage from Last Jedi and from uh, Force Awakens and kind of marry, you know, new uh, shoots in with uh, the actual uh, shot of uh, Leia. I As, think yeah, it was weird. Um, and I have very strong opinions mm. about it, which I'm sure we'll discuss later on because it did not feel good no oh those scenes did not feel good feel good emotionally mine was more like even, i even will say generic line that you can respond to with your pre-written life that's then, exactly what, yeah. the whole tone of it yeah we'll we'll talk about yep. that uh mark hamill said that the security on set was like being in the cia <laughs> and i can i can get that after the leaks start coming out yeah i can imagine how much they would have wanted would've to clamp down, down on it yeah, yeah. and just all the bullshit stories that came out about scripts being yeah. leaked and left under hotel rooms and, and things that all ended up being admitted as you know marketing ploys and right. you know, not truthful at all, not actual news. Mm. Ridiculous. Clutching at straws, Disney. Very desperate. <laughs> Oscar Isaac said that Abrams allowed them to do a lot more improvised acting than he did in Force Awakens. 
Yeah, but then he cut it all because an action scene had to start. So it doesn't really matter what you're saying. Oh, what? You said, oh, you said something that matters to the plot. Sorry, I can't have yeah. it. Oh, wait. I bet that all that those the lines of Finn wanting to say something to Ray, I bet those were all improvised with no payoff. And then they never improvised what it meant, so they couldn't put it in. Sorry, guys. This is one reason why you don't improvise in opera. Right. Because it has very specific beats that you need to hit and everything has to pay off at um, the end. If you, it's not a Judd Apatow comedy. Isn't yeah. this jazz? Is there a famous George Lucas quiz about it all being jazz? Save. Oh, that's why they hit all the wrong notes. I get it. <laughs> Save the improv for movies where it is largely just people talking about everyday things. Yeah, you want a Seth Rogen yeah. movie. Other, yeah, other reviewers have made this comment. I think even Mike Staclasa from Red Letter Media has said this exact thing. Leave it for, for those things. To make, a, to make a sci-fi, it needs to be... Coherent. Precisely <laughs> coherent and you need things to make sense. You, you set it up and you need to pay it off because you can't just be talking whatever for the moment to get a cheap laugh. That's not what sci-fi is about. Sci-fi can be funny, but you have to craft it. Yeah, Ghostbusters. To, yeah. The good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, a shame you have to clarify that. Now. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they, it has to be said, Ghostbusters was serious but also funny. Yeah. As opposed to funny, full stop. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, Kylo Ren's mask, the repaired mask, with the obvious red joining masks, mm-hmm. is uh, the Japanese art of kintsugi, which uh, the idea behind it is that it gives new life to broken things by highlighting their imperfections through a gold lacquer that is unique to every piece. Yeah, pots and stuff. Went. I've yeah. seen it, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. looks better on pots. Yeah. <laughs> didn't suit this at all. Also, and why the mask was back was stupid as well. Because it shouldn't have gone missing oh, in the last I movie. Oh, <laughs> I know. Um, the film was privately screened to a terminally ill man they in always Hampshire, are. England. But why would you want to disappoint <laughs> someone when they're already dying? But at his request, his name was not revealed to the public. Hmm. This is a man, after seeing The Rise of Skywalker... <laughs> Would rather let the cancer take his body <laughs> than take a beating from fans desperate to know what the film was about. Understand? Yep. Checks out. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of Star Wars trivia, in case you didn't know. They break the laws of physics as well. The Star Wars universe doesn't. In this movie apparently. specifically, or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have an example from this movie? Can I guess when they break physics? The Death Star wreckage is not. On the forest moon of Endor. That's not the planet. Okay. That's not the, the place where it crashes. Neither does it crash on Endor. The place where the Death Star wreckage is, is a newly imagined moon called Kef Beer. Okay. Do you know why? Why is it called Kef Beer or why? Because was- they couldn't use the Forest Moon of Endor because they would have had to give yet another royalty to George Lucas. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> Absolutely. So they but just imagine this new place just so that that's one thing we don't have to pay George Lucas for. There was Ewoks in this movie. I know. I know. And showers. <laughs> I know. I, it's so stupid. Of course. More nothings. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid, right? This is... Okay. That's, that's Disney in a nutshell. They introduce all this new stuff just because of some contractual technicality. I'm absolutely positive of, of that. And it has no payoff. It makes no sense whatsoever. It's done purely for that reason. 
I'm not opposed to them making up things as a new stuff. That's that's a good instinct. That's not what Disney does, though. I Disney know, I know. Make up new stuff. They used to. Sixty years ago, they used to. But it's a good instinct. <laughs> and then they stopped. Let's take because a property. They thought, We've got a nice catalog of stuff we can use. Let's just, you know. Paint it red this time, and have somebody speak in a different language here. It's, we've got a new movie; it's perfect. <laughs> hey, with the mop. change that to a dog, and this one can be a lion and a giraffe over here. Let's take the whole Cinderella story and set it in China. Love it. <laughs> wait, that's not what Mulan's new about. Movie. I know, <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, she had a, she was a warrior, <laughs> um, but she finds love in the end. Everyone finds love in the end, <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Oh. Okay, um, trivia on this boy. Um, I did see. I'm going to say this is something that I spotted, and they, there's no reference to in the movie, but I think it was meant to be an answer. I'm pretty sure when we get to okay. Obviously, full spoilers, but I mean, I don't think we've spoiled anything specifically just yet, but, you know, going on. When we get to Palpatine's planet at the very beginning of the movie. Oh, Exegol. Yeah, but whatever. Um, there's like a floating tank filled with what looks like General Snoke's. Yep. So I assume he was yep. just mass produced, <laughs> but they didn't want to bring another one out for this movie. He <laughs> says, uh, he's talking to Kylo, I think. Yep. And he says, my dear boy, I made Snoke. Did he say that line? I'd yeah. probably just glazed yeah, he over. says he made Snoke. And I initially interpreted that as he just, you know, made him through the force like he, mm. you know, uh, um, intuitively we're led to believe that he made Anakin. Mm. But no, it's just clones and they're in his little clone factory and he, you know, <laughs> sent the little Snoke on his way. What was the crowd? Oh, okay, I'm going to ask a question, but I don't want to get into the review. What was the Silent. Fu- the crowd was silent. N- no, oh, Sorry. In Palpatine's chamber, oh, especially during the end fighting, what the yeah, fuck was that? Yeah, I was waiting for a close-up. I close did not up. understand that at all. Mm. They're all like the spirits of the Sith or something. I figured that must boring. Be. Yep, they should be in him. He no, said that he, he said all the no, Sith are in him. This is another thing that that I wanted to talk about. Who were the Sith again? They're referenced. Just a bunch in- of dicks. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about them. They're not explained at all. They are in the expanded universe. They, they were a race originally. <laughs> they were actually a specific. Alien species, I but believe. They're not explained in the film. Oh no, they should. And that's yeah. where we need the explanation. They're just bad men. They're just angry <sighs> red boys with men. yellow eyes. A little bit of fun. Would you care to guess the working title for Rise of Skywalker? As in, like the legit working title, or the one that it was sent to cinemas under? You there mean? were two. No, no, no. I, I, I don't know that information. Uh, what it was sent to cinemas as, but I can. Take a guess. I have I have two working titles. Sorry for last time. Third locks the charm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Think think of a Marvel title. In that sort of vein, Star Wars Episode Nine. I oh, see. I would have gone like Return like Return of the Emperor or some shit like that because okay, lean into that one or. Nah, that would have been if that leaked. Then that just gives it all away. That yeah. would have been it. No way. <laughs> Oh, I like the long game. No, because it was literally Palpatine. Like, yeah, yeah kept yeah. going. Um, where are my legs? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the first working. How title, am I here? Yep. <laughs> the first working title was Star Wars Black Diamond. Okay. That, that, which makes no sense oh, whatsoever, but it's kind of a cool title. The thing, the little, yeah. the little oh. pyramid. Not really yeah, a diamond. The wayfinder. The yeah. stupid plot point that went nowhere and had <laughs> meant no, nothing. Yep, and could it could have been completely cut. Uh, but the the working title that it was filmed under, it was called Trixie. 
Okay. All lowercase with the I and the X uppercase as a nine. As a yeah. Roman Roman nine. Isn't that nice? That's all right. Yeah. That's interesting. It mm. is interesting. And there concludes the trivia. <laughs> I can make up one. Um, <laughs> no, I can't. I just thought, I was like, I can't. when I walked out of the movie, I literally had to stop and think, wait, did Kylo die? I can't remember. I zoned mm. out during that end scene. So I'm not no, good at making- You been paying full attention, but they glossed over it so quickly that yeah. it's easy to forget that that happened. Because when no, she- died three times in the film. When Ray landed four, really. <laughs> on the rebel planet at the very end of the movie, I was like, man, this is gonna be so awkward. And Kylo gets out of the X-Wing with her and everyone's like, oh, it's here. But then I was like, oh, he's by herself. Oh, maybe he did die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, move he, it. He force ghosts away. Did he, I, I, yeah. I didn't touch my phone the entire movie, but the second they kissed, I zoned out and I pulled up my phone. Yeah, and so I literally didn't see him. I didn't see no, that no, at all. No, no, no. He, he, he's thrown into the into the bottomless pit by the emperor. Yep. Uh, after that, Ray dies because you know her force essence is sucked out of her by the by the emperor. He uh, uh, Kylo crawls out from the bottomless pit. You know. The hands and knees, and he's barely clinging on to life. Kisses Rain, reverse Romeo and Juliet's her, gives her his force as whatever the fuck, you know, giving your essence is, you know, mm-hmm, force, mm-hmm. force life or whatever it is. It's popular uh, move in the video games for uh, the past 10, uh, 20 years. Whatever. First it's time in the movies. First time in the movies yeah. and not explained. And bleh. No, I healed a snake. It's fine. They, they kiss. He lies down. She realizes he's dead. I had a little chuckle to myself at that point, thinking, "Oh, is she just going to give him a little bit?" You know, and they just keep going back and forth, giving each other <laughs> force, force life force. until they find the right combination so they can both survive. But no, he <laughs> dies straight away, uh, and force ghosts away, disappears at the okay. same time that Leia's body disappears. Leia's body. See, this is with the thing. I picked up my phone once. Mas Kanata looking on because she was so you know important to to Leia's life apparently okay. she's there looking after the body thank you for, for that. literally I did not touch my phone the entire time until they kiss and I missed two fades yep cool good me <laughs> alright um, <laughs> movie babies because they're together no? now you see the family oh, is fuck reunited off. <laughs> Kylo Ren is oh. redeemed because he's you know he was a good guy all along and Ray could see that he only really killed his dad yeah. And a bunch of planets. That's oh, right. <laughs> Super redeemable. But he did. See- <laughs> All right. Yep. You're gonna, if you're going to hold that over here. <laughs> no, no, he's fine. Hasta la vista, baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Easy one on this one. Return of the Jedi. Very Return of the Jedi feel for me. It had all the beats. Even so far as to you know have the climax take place in the Emperor's throne room, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Matrix Reloaded, okay, the worst of the two sequel bad Matrix films. Yeah. I take your movie babies <laughs> and I raise <laughs> you Friday the Thirteenth. No, wait, wrong one. Sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street. I can, okay. I can show my working. Uh, Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street and the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> I just wanted to say that The Matrix Reloaded I included because it introduced a whole heap of new gimmicks in the Matrix world that hadn't really been established that the filmmakers thought would be cool but ended up being completely lacklustre on screen just because that's not what made the films good. Right. right? Mm. All the flashy stuff, all the ships, all the new force abilities and all those things, that's not what makes Star Wars interesting. 
but for some reason, Disney just flooded the story and the screen with all that shit. Mm-hmm. And we get The Matrix Reloaded. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to butt in, Seb, because until you hit the sample, I forgot that I should have done a movie baby, so <laughs> I didn't have one. Let's finish the segment on you showing your working. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so Fast and Furious, um, just because this movie was nonstop action scene to action scene to action scene. Yeah. Um, fri- Not no, in a good way, though. <laughs> no, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I actually liked this new little ability they showed, but when Ray and Kylo kept having like their mind battles, but physical objects kept transferring between spots, it's like pulling something out of your dream in the Nightmare okay, on Elm Street yeah. series. Right. Um, I was proud of that one, but I actually, I actually, I know it was a lot of shit was introduced, but I really liked that. I thought it was, I thought it was cool, and it paid off in the end fight scene in a nice, cool way as well with a little lightsaber transfer. I maybe didn't hate, but how the it only the only reason for having it in the climax is to give Kylo Ren a lightsaber. Yep. Because after the fight at the Death Star wreckage, he throws away his lightsaber. Yeah. And come up and Maz Kanata to pick that up for the episode 10. <laughs> 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 All right. So Jordan, you do not have one, is that right? Uh, no, I've been trying for the last two minutes to come up with something. Yeah. And I was far too intrigued on how you were going to bring a nightmare on Elm Street into Star Wars. So. There's always a way. <laughs> All righty. Let's move to tweets. What I do have. Today, I'm going to read it to you. Any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. I prepped this in the movie. Well, <laughs> after the movie. I'm so proud. Normally I just string them together. I'm building it up way too much. It's not that good. <laughs> um, Star Wars Episode Nine. Rise of literally every fan theory. And then I have a little asterisk, bar the time travel one. <laughs> Thank God they didn't use that. But literally, anything that we I had heard since yeah. The Force Awakens happened in this movie. Yeah. Everything. I think Disney tried to please everybody yeah. by, you know. Razor Palpatine. Palpatine's back. It's not Vader he's speaking to because you'd see a Force ghost. It's obviously Palpatine pretending to be Vader. Everything I had heard was in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. And some of these are cool ideas. I'm not trying to say they're bad, but it was ideas that came out back when The Force Awakens did when none of it was really properly hinted at. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And it's just here. Well, yeah. she can't be a Kenobi. She can't be yeah. a Skywalker. We got one of them. She has to be a pal. <laughs> like every- They literally <laughs> wrote this movie just scrolling through like Wattpad or like one yep, of those like yep. fan script websites. Yep, you absolutely could have. Uh, Princess Leia- is to award ceremonies what Charlton Heston is to rifles. Chewie prize his medal from her cold dead <laughs> hands. <laughs> Hashtag denied. It did not click until just then. That was her medal. <laughs> yeah. I just thought Maz was like, I saw you got, you know, you got messed up on the last one. I, oh, wow. She's a, she's a grave she's robber. She's a cold bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Leia is cold. Not Leia. I mean, Maz stealing from her body. Well, it was Chewie's to begin with. Chewie never got his medal at the end of yeah, uh, A New Hope. I know that. That was the whole joke, Seb. No, I, I'm just saying, like, I feel like Maz Kanata grave robbed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that's okay now? You got it. No. Nobody was looking. Mm. Leia's not going to stop her. <laughs> <laughs> What's she going to. Oh, I, I suppose now, yeah, she can, you know, pick up her, her medal if she wants as a Force mm. Ghost. <sighs> Jordan, sorry. All good. Uh, I sure wish someone would take a moment to explain even half of these 17 plot lines. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, yep. I reckon today we start with the good. Let's do it. Yeah? Yep, I've got right. one. 
Go ahead. Make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy. All right, good. Um, <laughs> we were just we were just remarking that we're already nearly an hour in, mm. and we've only started the review. <laughs> Jesus, welcome to the review. <laughs> we've got a lot to say about it, apparently. <laughs> okay, okay. Remember that terrible double lightsaber we saw in the trailer that were like, oh, oh God, it's so bad. Yeah. Turns out it was only a dream. So we, we only saw Fuck it for, like, we only saw it for 10 seconds. Yeah. So that's a good note. Cause the thing that I thought would be bad was like so quickly gone. The whole point of it being there is to mirror uh, Luke's experience when he's training with Yoda yes. on Dagobah about going into the going into the tree trunk or the cave or whatever it was to face his his fear. And the biggest okay. fear that Luke has is that he's going to turn into what he what he hates. His father is right. going to turn evil, and he and he, you know, decapitates the the Vader thing, and up he up he pops. His face is is in the mask, mm. and yeah, that's a little bit chilling. That moment you kind of mm. okay, I get it. Luke is Luke is not ready to to face that fear, and if he does go go out and do what he wants to do, he's not going to be able to control his anger, and there's every chance that he's going to do some shit that he can't ever undo mm. and he's just you know not not going to be redeemed after that he's not he's not going to come back after that yeah. and he ray as well is facing the fear that she's going to turn evil but did anybody really buy that that was ever legitimately a concern the mm. only time i'd say in this trilogy that there was a moment where you're like oh ray might be turning evil was when she lightning bolted the sky this movie oh, and that was like obviously an accident and yeah. you're like, oh no, I done killed Chewbacca, which we're going to talk about in the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, and the the hint that she might turn evil being just the lightning, not really good enough in that sense. If she had gotten angry and killed someone, as in like, at the, you know, because she could yeah. control herself in an actual fit of rage. Yeah, that's different. But the fact that she was just having a power struggle and it sort of happened, it kind of just, it looked like more of a sneeze than anything. Like that's it's not right. your fault, it just yeah. happened. Yeah, that's right. Um, or that she was being man- manipulated beyond her control. It wasn't her, uh, you know, fighting with, with her own rage about the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I would like to compliment this movie on how fast it jumps into the main plot. Um Typical scroll happens, blah, 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 blah. Last line is like, Kylo Ren angry wants to kill Emperor. What an uninspired scroll that was too. <laughs> it was like three <laughs> sentences. Um, we're not going to remind you what happened last time. So here's what we're doing right this second. And but Kylo, seriously, goes on a quick little mission, kills a few people in a montage, arrives at the Emperor's place and bam, we have our plot. Could have cut all that out. I liked the hitting the Emperor part though. Because for me, it, was, it felt it like we're cool. diving right back into this is proper Star Wars. Here's the Emperor. Here's his plot. Here's the stakes of the movie. But it felt, I mean, that's the opening of the movie and it felt like something that should be the climax of like act one. Or yeah. the end of last movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's the opening. It's It feels completely out of place. Yeah. So I, I do like J.J. Abrams as a director. I genuinely do. Most of the movies that he's done in the TV series that he's done, I believe for the most part, I've enjoyed. Yeah. I didn't get into Lost because I don't have that many seasons to give away in my life. But <laughs> it's only four that are worth watching anyway. It's yeah. fine. Um, but I liked Alias. I like the Mission Impossible movies that he's, he's done. I like the Star Trek reboots. Sure. So I can't say I like all up. Oh, Super 8. And I like the oh, Cloverfield Cop- Cop- movies. So I'm a fan of his. So 
I feel bad for him after setting up The Force Awakens, which I'm going to argue, and I have argued, I think he's the best Star Wars movie full stop. I think it is the best version of A New Hope and it is the best movie in the entire franchise. Don't stab me. So after doing such a good job on The Force Awakens and having all of it thrown away in in the last movie and to then have to come in and everyone hated last movie so we can't continue with that because if he did, we'd be angrier than we are right now. So he has to try and rein things back in while still not saying everything that happened in the last movie didn't happen because that's a waste of everyone's time as well. He effectively had to give us the plot of number two and this movie all at once because he had to get it back on track as much as he could and then make it satisfying. So he had to come in and do, honestly, a really shitty job for him. Like that sucks. Have to come in and clean up a mess that you didn't make and one that none of that you don't make. You set up so this wouldn't happen and it still fucking happened. That's yeah. so all that aside. <laughs> now that we're done apologizing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because no, I think given what he had to go up against, I think he did a really good job considering that he had to undo the most hated movie in the entire franchise. He wasn't drafted. He, he said to. yes. That's exa- he said yes. Saying yes to isn't the, the crime though. No, there's no sympathy for it because it's voluntary. He did Force Awakens. He had no obligation to do to do this one. Mm. If he did, that's fine. But you take all the consequences that come along with it. Yep. If you walk into a pile of shit, and then somebody says, you know, "Can you please fix this?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and saying. you and you clean up, you know, ninety percent of it, and then somebody walks into the room and goes, "Oh, smells faintly of shit here." You're a really bad cleaner. That's not. He, he's not wrong to say that because yes, if it still smells like shit, you are a bad cleaner. I just mean to say more like, I feel like given what he had to go up against, we could have seen a million other movies in the place of this movie, yeah? Perfect. I feel like this was a- We'll save that for the J.J. Abrams biopic that's coming in <laughs> 20 years time when all the shit that, you know, yeah. this when the trilogy NDA, of yeah. Star Wars, uh, when, the, when the statute of limitations expires and everybody can just be honest about, about all the crap they had to go through in their contract. But I just, I feel like out of all the things that could have happened in this movie, instead, I, f- I still think we got one of the better case scenarios given sure. the task that was mounted in front of him. <laughs> and I guess I enjoyed it. I think this movie started off hot. It was exciting. Jumping from character to character, I enjoyed them learning like the little subplot about them. There was a mole within the first order, them, how they just did. They, they, they did not waste any time. There was not like, Oh, that's here it is. A it problem. was just bam, bam, bam. I th- that's a, was a problem that they didn't waste any time. It's not efficient yeah. to say there is a mole. It's Hux. He's executed now. And we're done with that, with that character. Th- that's, you know, efficiency is not what you want in filmmaking <laughs> in storytelling. And that was my whole thing. Like one of the things that I had noted down as like good, I was like, when they actually gave any of it like a minute to breathe and a minute to matter, I thought that Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley were really good, but it's so buried in shit that it's harder to appreciate because when those moments are there, you don't have enough time to actually let them marinate and appreciate them because we're already into another fucking kablamo. Here's six plot points in five minutes scene. And that's that's also what what I want to say that, the good thing that I do have to say about this film is entirely a, a, a solution to a problem that it creates itself and mm-hmm. that the first act is just so... Overblown. <laughs> just o- overblown and quick and, 
you don't have any time to let any information sink in. And half the information you get is not really relevant. You could have refined that to tell a much better story. Yeah, absolutely. Because there is a good story here. Mm. But it's when it's when the first act finishes, when uh, Ray has her confrontation on the Death Star wreckage with Kylo Ren and then escapes off to the island planet where uh, Luke was. And Luke comes on screen and you're just given a moment to breathe and let it take in and it starts to be interesting because it's you know the, the story finally starts being told at a pace that you can yeah. actually absorb mm. what's going on you can actually feel the atmosphere instead of just you know dodging the shit that's being thrown yeah. at you i don't know <laughs> I, I honestly i was having a lot of fun all right jj apologist yeah. over here. <laughs> i was i was genuinely there were moments throughout the entire film which we'll talk about in the bad where I was like, oh, that's, I'm not a huge fan. But for the most part, the first two acts for me were solid enough. Everything really fucking went off the rails for me at the end of this film though. That's the issue. Um, I like I liked the new powers. I, I did the force healing thing. I, I could live or, you know, yay or nay, whatever. I don't care. I liked the, the dream sequency sort of them meeting the exchange of objects. I thought that was a, just visually an interesting thing to have on screen. That, that is fine. Yeah. That is a I new like thing, and it is interesting that, yeah. that these two have some connection through the Force. It's they not, have the same grandfather. <laughs> it's not really well explained, but it is something that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think they it's one of those things where it's easy enough that, that that like you kind of expect that the audience can kind of figure it out. Like I guess yeah. you don't have to explain that, but yeah. it would have been nice if you did. Like there's, but how do they even if, if they wanted to explain it? How would they explain it? Without Ray just picking up a Jedi book and being like, "Oh, it's a Force swap," like that's what I mean. Like, I think I, I think the solution is in its subtlety of not telling everything that's going on. Like the first time that uh, they do have that confrontation in the thing, um, uh, Ray and Kylo kind of uh, are fighting in this you know, dream sequence. They're they're both in their their own little thing. She's on the ship. He's down down on the planet. You don't know that he doesn't know where she is mm. because she goes to swipe or misses or something and cracks his Vader mask that he's got the thing. And he looking at that goes, so that's where you are. And immediately you understand, without being told, you understand he didn't know where she was up until this point, but now she does and she's fucked. Yep. Because the ship is in orbit and he's, and he's going to go straight up there right now. He's going to lock down the ship and they are fucked. Without saying any of that, from that one little line, so that's where you are, you get all that. That's how the story should have been told. Mm-hmm. Without all the exposition just being flung at you like a wall. And here you go, read all this, by the way, the next one's on its way, so you better you better finish quickly. <laughs> Without any of that, just be subtle. Let the mm-hmm. audience think about it and let it sink in. They can fill in the blanks on their own. They're not idiots. Mm-hmm. See, the only problem I had with that bit was they were already no, they already knew they were on the ship. It was literally just Ren finding out because nobody thought to radio him and saying, we have three people on the ship. But it's, <laughs> we're, we're being told the story and it, it makes it personal in a sense. Yep. That he got that information through this force thing. It wasn't somebody radioing in, which of course would have happened. Mm. But, but, it that's, was, no. but, but that's not the way we find out that he knows. And that was actually interesting. That was actually mm. good. Oh yeah, mm. I like. And then they ruined it. Everything on his end. <laughs> it was just the, um, yeah. I did, oh, it's more the bad. No, I'll talk about that later. Um, we can go into the bad. Oh, I feel like most of it's there. <laughs> um, I'll leave on, on one good note before we go into the bad. I did like like that main kind of core group 
in the the good guys, the kind of writing and the dialogue between them when they're just kind of being smart asses to each mm. other. That was good. I like that. The one from the nice little snappy Rings dialogue turned up. That was fine. Yeah, what the hell was he doing? <laughs> he's a friend of Abrams because he's from Lost. Great. Oh yeah, Charlie. Yeah. That's Why great. did nobody tell him that it's not Penny's boat? That is a reference I don't get, even though I brought it up. <laughs> um, all right, the bad then. It's so good that he was there to explain a bit of the exposition that <laughs> nobody else He was could've... in two to three scenes. Oh, of course, that's right. And Rose was back. Yeah. And yeah, really into a very seconds. minor role. Oh, that, I like Rose. That really bothered me because all that does is the way that they relegated her role is it's like rewarding the fan base for their poor behavior after yep. The Last Jedi. That, I thought she was good. really bothered me. Yeah. And Rose is still hot for Finn, but now Finn is hot for this new black ex-stormtrooper that also rebelled the way he did. But I'm pretty and that sure- that makes much more sense as a romantic couple than Rose and-, and oh, But I thought yeah. Finn and Poe- It's fine, okay. <laughs> yeah, didn't they keep hinting at that through the through the whole film? Through the whole like series. They're, they're always, no, I mean, this film specifically, they're always touching each other and doing these weird little bro things. They're literally marrying like an old- <laughs> like, uh, Sorry, arguing like an old- They're marrying like an old argue couple. All right. Oh, uh, sorry, one good thing that I did yes. remember. Right at the end- where they've got their, their they're back at the jungle, they're celebrating their triumph over the the first order. We did it. Uh, Poe is looking at the the hidden girl, which we never revealed that they have a history. Apparently, he looks at her and does a bit of a head nod thing, and she shakes her head, <laughs> and he kind of shrugs and goes, "Okay, I get it. That was nice. Oh, without without yeah. saying a word, you get all that story. Perfect. That's exactly what the film needed to be. More of that. Yeah." I felt sad feelings once in this film. Yes. And it's the same, t- I didn't see this with my wife, but she saw it as well. And she cried at this moment. Han and um, no. Kylo? Oh, that Chewie, oh, father-son stuff always makes me tear up. Chewie, learning that Leia died. Oh, yes, okay. And I said, I was sad too, <laughs> but it was because of Carrie Fisher, not because of Leia. <laughs> um, but just cried yeah, while watching okay. it. And because Chewie got down his knees, he was visibly yeah. really shaken by it, which I think was really well done. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I think they could have milked that a little bit more personally. If I was, you know, I would have Why fucking- they, Were they that close? I mean, in theory, he's known her for- They have a history. I'm not, you know, ignoring that, but were they really that that close that that would be his reaction? I think so. I can imagine him reacting so. that way when he finds out that Han is dead. He did. He went crazy. No, oh, I, sorry, know, he I, know, I know. I <laughs> know. He was there. He was like, "Oh, fuck, that's, <laughs> that's, that's right." <laughs> All right, we're going to move into the bad because that's where the most, that's where the review sits, right? Yeah. Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. I've fallen and I can't get up. I can't believe you've done this. Oh God, where do we start? I don't even know. <laughs> I've, do you have a chronological <laughs> list just to run us through? Now I actually split up my review uh, into into segments. So I've got I've got three entries in a segment I want to call. What the fuck is going on? Mm. What the fuck is that? Uh, so Leia appearing on screen. All the scenes where she's talking and doing these generic lines, you know. Oh yes, it's mm. you know, it's hope that we need now. Okay, yep. great. <laughs> they all feel like a segment of bad lip reading, and they look like it too. Yeah. Was it, was was that just me that got that feeling? They I, were all shot 
specifically over the shoulder from her. So it's obviously a stand and stuff. I understand that. They felt like, you know, in in old TV shows where they had to have the same character on screen twice. I know. They felt like that. Yeah. That's exactly right. It, it, and it, felt, you know, despite all of Disney's magic in, you know, doing CGI and doing digital stuff, it looked fake. Yeah, it, it looked look very like good it was at all. no. I don't understand why. And it, it felt so it felt like it was satire. Right? Yeah, like like, can, like it was its that. own joke. And yep. it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be taken seriously, but it felt like a joke. Yeah. Yep. It was weird. <laughs> and I don't know if part of it was knowledge going in so we're, we're looking for something because we don't we know it's going to be like weird right i i just wonder if having like that 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 little bit of yeah we know we know too much you know yeah. i think it's possible if you if we didn't know that we might not have noticed anything you think so i, I don't think know. it's possible i think it was, yeah i can see that would have been a contributing factor i guess because like going into it you know like okay anytime layers on film it's going to be kind of fucky like mm. what's going on you know what i think it is I think it's because it's difficult to line up people's eyelines with those. And humans are very good at, at picking up where other people are looking. It's part mm. of our evolutionary up. You have to know where your enemy is looking, whether they've, they've noticed the, the flank or, or, or everything. And I think that's it. We subtly recognise that mm. they can't possibly be looking at each other because something's off. <laughs> and, then, and then that just makes you feel... It makes you feel un- Unsettled because they should be looking at each other. Abram's fixed to this is for some reason every time Ray went up to speak to her, she would pull up like a wooden chair and just sit down because Ray's <laughs> eyeline was always just looking down that little bit or something. Or like Ray just gets into like a power stance with like a one, one knee bent forward. Well, they, they they frame every single conversation happening up or down a staircase. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, exactly yeah, right. that's how you do it. Obviously, I, mean, I can imagine a comedy sketch with this of just you know Leia, you know picking up shit and having to, you know, and, and Ray having to respond with all this different crap that she's you know, being handed or referenced or whatever. There's, I forget the name of the character or the actor because I'm bad at this, but in Gladiator, one of the actors passed away during it. Okay. And he's replaced literally um, in one scene, they got they use the image of him and they put him in another scene later on where he's framed by like a shadow inside of a prison. Right. And it's the same shot of him, yeah. but they did all this shit with the lighting and stuff and they got some of the words reworked. Okay. And it's fucking flawless. Yeah. And that movie came out. 97? Yeah. Fucking yeah. yonks ago. Yeah. Um, so it is doable. Disney- but this guy had a much more, a much, a much smaller role, to be fair. And they had to pull it off for one scene and it's really scoffed. Even Even more Sorry. poignant that for a small role, they would go to the effort of doing it. It was a-, it was a this, Leia's not a small role. character. I'll find the actor. It, it was a- um, It's a well-known actor whose name I forget because I'm, like I said, I'm me. <laughs> but- uh, another- what the hell is going on with the Sith blade when they're at the Death Star wreckage? Oh, and, yeah. she, and she reads the, or remembers the inscription, the blade will, you know, light yeah, the way yeah. or whatever. And then she, oh, you know, takes it out like a compass mm. and then holds it out and the silhouette yeah. matches up with what the cutout of the blade. That made no sense. Did she force sense that that's exactly where she needed to be standing at that moment to make that happen? It was so stupid. It's like something out of the naked gun. Yeah. <laughs> so the actor is Oliver Reed. Um, he passed away in 99 and Gladiator was 2000. 2000? Yes. Yeah, so Wasn't he, it Ridley Scott? I thought it was Ridley Scott. No, 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 no the actor. Oh, the actor. Was it was Ridley okay. Scott, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Okay. But yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't find oh, him. Oh, the, um, the slave salesman, the gladiator salesman. I believe that was that, him, yeah. Okay, right. Um, oh, I didn't realise that happened. Yeah, well, that was done well. Trivia is oh. important in yeah. films. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that number one still or number two? That was number two, two the whole blade silhouette thing. It was so stupid. I I thought it was very Indian. No, it, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But it didn't feel that way. It felt forced and unnecessary. Yeah. And the whole blade you didn't need in the foot. That was such a. And why not just be like, uh, answer me I these questions it, yeah, three? Yeah. It's in the emperor's chamber. Like, <laughs> like a place that you could have, if you if you just knew he had an office, yeah. you would just check it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that made me go, what the fuck, was on Pasana, on that desert planet where they have the party and they're going to find mm. the, the blade or whatever, there's this two story tall elephant like, you know dust-busting anteater <laughs> thing, just, you know, sucking a bit of dirt and moving forward. What the hell was that? It's in the background. Somebody went to the trouble of animating this thing and it <laughs> doesn't have any visible function. Is it vacuuming the dust outside of the house? Yes, obviously. What the hell is it's a living. Um, <laughs> it, it made me think of, like, all those Flintstones dinosaurs yeah. where you're just inventing a use for it because you <laughs> want to draw something interesting. I'm genuinely glad you brought it. Passan, was it? Passan. I'm glad you brought it up. Here are it? my gripes with it. <laughs> um, they have a spaceship they land their spaceship yep and they somehow coming from space did not see the gigantic fucking wicker man party happening <laughs> no they, they parked around the corner <laughs> they came from the sky <laughs> and then after they escape and the stormtroopers are coming after yeah. them or whatever and they find the smuggler's ship they land in lovely yellow orange sand isn't it great yeah. For the second that it was orange, because yeah. now it is suddenly black sand, yep. and, and they're sinking sand. in it. Yeah. It changed colour. It's space sand. <laughs> that was like, guys, just have them land in black sand. Yeah, yeah. But it was just like that was just a really, really messy cut there. Yeah, where they just got transported. I was like, anyway. That's and fine. then that's the scene where you, you know, have the have the snake and it's injured and she okay, goes. They enter the chamber of secrets. <laughs> Ray goes up to this, you know, like the lion with the, you know, thorn in his paw and, you know, force. That's where you get the first reveal of that, that she can force heal uh, yep. or force life, whatever. It's called, yeah, it's thing. force healing. It's from um, the Jedi Outcast games, which fine. are good games. Fine. You in use a, it on yourself to in be a fair. Game, yeah, in a game it's fine because you need gimmicks like that in games because, you know, you need to heal well, in That's where throwing the lightsaber like a boomerang came from, which oh, I I love so that. Oh, I wanted that crap. since the Phantom Menace because I'm like, you got the technology, throw that fucking stick. And they never did. did Darth Maul could just throw it and it just kill everyone, but he didn't. Lightsaber fights aren't about the lightsaber fight. It's about the, the meeting of the minds with your enemy and mm, explaining I, why you think you're enemies, explaining why you hate each other so much and why I you're confrontational. I disagree because then we get the lightsaber fight scene from the end of this movie where Ray Who wins by walking into shit? lightning yeah, with two lightsabers. Right, I know. So like, I think it sometimes has to be about the lightsaber fight. <laughs> no, if you, if you can't Because I've seen the other version and it's walking. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Back Didn't to care for it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to the sand planet. Yeah, everything yeah. was bad there. Yeah. In fact, I, I, I had a little note as I was watching it. It should have... Uh, 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 Kylo should have been introduced at Pasana. 
at that encounter. All the stuff in the film's opening with Kylo Ren meeting Palpatine and getting his mission from him, cut that all out mm. and introduce him here. That where, he, where he tries to run down Ray, uh, and they have their little their little confrontation. Uh, they they don't fight on the planet yet. I don't think. I don't remember because I don't think they did. No. Chewie gets captured and they're up to <laughs> yeah. and they're yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Sorry. Holy shit! Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Chewie's captured yeah. and yeah. she's trying to pull down the escape pod, the the, the shuttle. And because because comes- it took it took you know all the strength Yoda had just to levitate uh, in in uh, Empire Strikes Back the his X wing looks looks X wing like a, a few meters and kind of move it. He's concentrating hard, and this is a guy who's been you know studying the Force and training with it for nine hundred years, and here is Ray, you know. With this ship a kilometre away, just, you know, arm extended, you know, shit's <laughs> going on in the background, she's having a conversation, and, and just holding this ship at full acceleration, yep. you know, in place. It could be worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> in one of the Star Wars games, um, oh, what was it called? Um, Force Unleashed. You either, I can't remember if you pull it down or you stop it from crashing into you, a Star Destroyer. From a planet. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. Okay. I can't remember if he, if he drags to the ground or he was hitting the ground and he stopped it from hitting him. But like, it could be worse. No. So, Chewie's been captured. She's playing come back here and then Kylo joins in and he goes, send it over there. And I assumed the ship was going to rip in half. That's what I thought right. was going to happen. Okay. And then she lightning bolts it and it fucking explodes. And she's like, oh, Chewie. Well, if you can't have him, nobody can. <laughs> so if I can't have him, yeah. we are given the impression that Chewbacca in the ninth movie is, dead. is just dead and kind of off screen as well because we don't yep. see a body. Yep. That's, that's the law of film, is it not? Mm. <laughs> so that's actually, I'm okay so far. I was like a bit disrespectful if you are killing him here, not, not showing it, that sucks. But you know what? It's the last movie. If we're never coming back to this franchise, kill someone off I was shocked it was Chewbacca because yeah. Peter Mayhew, Mayhew is passed on Yeah, anyone can literally use that suit this is a character that can be used forever yeah. you don't need to recast well it doesn't matter if you recast normal ever no yeah. um, was so it I was, not Peter Mayhew in this year did they not use footage from other you know Force Awakens and Last Jedi just to <laughs> <laughs> give it that authenticity oh for a second no, I thought it was good. Good. <laughs> so, I actually don't mind the killing of Chewbacca in theory, like I said, not the way I would do it, but you know, let's show where you know, show me your balls, movie. Right. What I don't fucking like is showing us one scene later that Chewbacca is okay, but having the main characters act like he's dead for another half an hour. What a fucking waste of time. It wasn't half an hour, it was five minutes at the most. No, because they because they rescue him in ten minutes. No, it was longer from than that, thinking, wasn't it? From thinking he's dead to this being akin to rescuing Leia from the Death Star in A New Hope, which is a good chunk of the film. No, because you know, they go to the planet. They go to the other planet to decipher the fucking dagger. No, that's all done. No, that's all done on Pasana. They, they meet, get the they dagger. Meet that, they meet that droid technician. Oh, and that's another. They get, <laughs> they get the oh, dagger. No. They get the dagger from Pasana. And then they have to go, because they, they lose the dagger in the explosion, but then they have, well, they think they do. They have to bring C-3PO to the other planet to get his mind fucking wiped. That's right, it is another planet, <laughs> isn't it? And then the Star Destroyer comes into orbit and Ray's like, Chewbacca's on and there. Ch- that's right. <laughs> that's like half an hour of them. Like, oh God, oh, I, 
I thought I remembered this all happening at Pisano. That's right. That's so stupid. And they're like, man, I sure miss Chewbacca. Let's talk about how much we love Chewbacca. Oh, wow. And we have known for half an hour he's fine. And they are pretending he's not. My memory refused to believe that Disney would be that stupid and rewrote it to all be happening still at Pisana. If if the thing came into orbit, it's just like, Chewbacca's on there. And then we yeah. had the reveal. That's fine. But the fact that they let us know, hey, don't worry, let me hold your hand. Chewbacca's okay. Right. And then make us sit through them for no reason. Right. That's bad, right? I had a note. in, in my, Hilarious I, though. I, <laughs> I take my notes as I'm, as I'm watching the film and I had a little note there. Uh, I think it was... Um, yeah, Luke and Vader sensed each other in the ships because they, not only were they passing close to each other in you know uh, Empire and thing, but they were also looking for each other, and they're also father and son, and they're also you know they've just had this you know uh, major revealing uh, fight where Luke has lost his hand and, and things, all that, and Ray can just sense anybody anywhere now, you know yes. meaning meaning she just <laughs> sensed Chewie, but I couldn't remember the scene. Mm. My own brain blocked it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got rid of the note. I, I didn't know what the hell it meant. Hey, My own brain <laughs> made a more streamlined movie. <laughs> Do you remember um, that lovely- I, I literally forgot that they went to this other planet first. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. So can I, this planet is poison. Let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't, what's the name of the second planet? The third planet? Whatever. Anyway, I can't even remember. Yeah. Whatever it is. It's some sort so, of smuggler's planet because everybody there is a criminal. We have to- Teach, we have to allow C-3PO to tell us what Sith says, the Sith language says. <sighs> he can't, we have to reprogram him to let him do that. Part of that is he loses his memory. He has the line, someone says, does R2-D2 have a backup of your memory? And he's like, nope. <laughs> he literally flat out says, no, he does not. I would not allow that. <laughs> yep, yep. Which we are then proven massively incorrect. Yep. So that in itself is bullshit. So the idea oh, is- no, he, I, I think he says, no, don't do that because R2-D2 is notoriously unreliable. Yeah. That's oh, I thought was. he said I would never let him do that because he's unreliable. I, th- <laughs> I may have I just heard- I, I think that's the intonation that yes, yeah, C-3PO yeah. is against the idea, but- you know, okay. it's perfectly possible. Because my, yeah, yeah, my yeah. take on it was no. Because <laughs> I was like, and so we're like, oh, bye C-3PO. We still get you, but you're symbolically murdered. So that's bullshit in itself because that's yeah. another, hey, don't worry. We're not going to kill your favorites. They're fine. So that happens. Then we meet um, Poe's lovely, I'm going to call him an ex, an her an ex. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. She gives away. Her one way safely off the planet. Take this Imperial Crest. It'll get you off there. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting to leave for, with it and I can't leave without it. That planet but gets here blown you go. up. Yep. No, but no, that's fine. Do you want to come <laughs> with me? Nah, I'm right. I'll stay there. And you're like, cool, whatever. Goodbye, new character. Only to have her. The planet blows up. Yep. They kill. That's the planet that they test the, um, that's right. the mega weapon on. And then she also comes back. When you're the fucking tagline, nobody's ever really gone. It's not meant to be that accurate. <laughs> well, it's literal. I mean, look at fucking Palpatine. <laughs> He's the highlight of this film for me and still feels so shoehorned in. And they make no effort to explain how the fuck he is still alive. At the end of that last movie where he died, it's pretty definitive. He, he, they go to the effort of blowing up the black hole that he is like, yep. how is he alive? Also, yep. what happened to his legs? Because Darth Maul was cut in half. He was not. He was just picked up while electrocuting Vader and thrown into like the That's right. The engineering thing, yep. I'll call it the yep. let's say the hyperdrive. Yep. I don't know. And then the ship explodes anyway. Yep. Where are his legs? That's right. 
Ike wanted. Who knows? Cra- I thought we we're gonna get it chapter two. I legitimately <laughs> thought when he was gonna when he was like coming through the machine at the end of the movie, I thought they were gonna drop him into like spider legs, and I thought he was gonna <laughs> be running around with lightsabers attacking Ray. I've I got- wish that happened, <laughs> Ryan. I've got I've got three little thoughts that I want to read out because they're all relevant for these scenes. I think this may be the worst part of the film. Why are the Sith these grand conspirators orchestrating the last 20,000 years of history so that Palpatine's ducks are all in a row? Why is it necessary that the Sith were present at the inception of droid AI software to fiddle around with the BIOS in an undetectable way so that all droids refuse to translate the Sith language but are able, following a routine purge, that seemingly any droid technician knows how to perform? Is it a secret or isn't it? Why is 3PO permitted to acknowledge... That it's that language is Sith, and that he's able to read it, but forbidden to translate it. Why does everybody know about the Sith, but know nothing about them? Who are the Sith? I don't want to bring up Harry Potter, especially with what J.K. has been saying on Twitter, but <laughs> it's the it's it's speaking parcel tongue. It's the dark language. It's this that. It's like it's like somebody refusing to read German after World War Two. <laughs> Um, the language exists. I can see it. There it is in text, but I dare not speak its words. It's no, it's fucking Lord of the Rings. They, the elves won't, but it's not, won't tell them what's written around the ring because it's bullshit evil speak. But it's not, there's, there's not this mystique that it's an evil language. It's just written in there as a code. I, yeah, I figured it was like a, I don't, the language is used as a, as a code in this because nobody speaks Sith. Yeah. I thought it was. I didn't. I thought it wasn't like barred by Sith for them to use. I just thought it was like their programmer didn't want them reading Mein Kampf, so they stopped them from being able to read that book. But I droids have was... been around for a long time in the hmm. Star Wars universe, and they're all pretty universal. I mean, these protocol droids come out of a factory, hmm. and so are they all imbued with this? I, I think it was like a safe search. Honest to God, I, I a safe search is what so I thought why? it was. Why make them able to translate it, but then? You know, insert this blocker that they can then announce to everybody that hey, I can read this, but I've got this blocker. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's to add an extra ten minutes to the movie is the answer. So stupid. But it did lead to the funniest joke of the fact that all he does is talk about how many languages he can do, (laughs) and the one time they needed someone to translate anything in the entire fucking franchise, he can't do it. I thought that was genuinely a little bit funny. I was so, I was so taken out of the moment that I didn't even <laughs> pick up on that. That's actually kind of clever. Oh, God. This no one's ever really gone. Can no one die in this film? Apart from Leia. Ren should be dead after the stupid crash in the desert. And he, he was sh- fine. And he was totally <laughs> he fine. He didn't even have a limp. <laughs> he was absolutely fine. Uh, Ren should be dead after the saber blow on uh, at, at the Death Star wreckage, but Ray fixes him with magic. And Ren should be dead after being tossed in the pit but he crawls to Ray and reverse Romeo and Juliet's her with his own magic. I was genuinely confused when he showed up at the Death Star wreckage because I assumed, much like every other time they had met, it was a, it was a, it was a no. Well, his mission was to kill Ray. That's that's what Palpatine told him no, to no, do. No, no, as in like I'm I assumed it was him, which is stupid because his whole plan was to you know get Kylo to bring Ray there or for Ray to come there so that she could kill Palpatine mm. and so his spirit could inhabit her what, body. Or What exactly was his ultimate plan? Oh, God. None of that made any no. sense. <laughs> he would, no, no, his, <laughs> his, his plan was to get Rey to join him and for them to together take out the Emperor and rule them, uh, rules a tear. 
That was his, I thought that was. Is that that uh, was Kylo's plan. That was Kylo's plan. Yeah. I'm talking Palpatine's plan. Oh, Palpatine's plan. Uh, His plan is just a whole bunch of words. (laughs) Like Palpatine's plan, as stupid as it is, it really is. He wanted Ray to be there to hatefully and in cold blood kill Palpatine so that his spirit could then possess her body. Which is the theory that that Ray was the second coming of Palpatine. Yeah. Or whatever that, Which, that, that was. The, that was one of the yeah. fan theories yeah, that yeah. she was the the um the reincarnation of Palpatine, yeah. but was given on a good path by yeah. the Baba. Which is one of the things that he one of the, one kind of, of tried to right. make happen yeah. forcefully. Like, well, yeah. you aren't, but you will be. Yeah, I love how like that character was all about like forging her own identity, and then in this movie, they're just like, nah, fuck that. You're a Palpatine, and also at the end, you know what? You're a Skywalker too. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. Yeah. That your Palpatine's daughter reveal was. Really badly done. Yeah, so stupid. like I know there's no real good way of doing another your father reveal. I get that, but it was just really badly done. It was almost like dropping it in conversation. Like, hey Andrew, how are you going? Jess and I got a divorce today, so we're gonna go to the shops later and get some smoked salmon. Like, do you want a slushy? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you want to do you want to take that back and put some more emphasis on that? What kind of yeah. what kind of salmon are we talking? About? Yeah. Um, fuck. There's so much wrong. Oh, yeah. So my my confusion was when. Ren attacked her in the wreckage of the Death Star. I just assumed it was another projection of his again. Because right. he had done it so many times prior. Yeah. And we didn't see his ship come in and land and they were watching him the entire yeah. time. I just assumed, stupidly, that he had just appeared to her. No, this time there he was, was actually- That was, was really confusing. Because yeah. I was I was damn, I was curious. Because we're seeing them fight and they're hitting and all that. And then Finn rocks up and I'm like, finally a third party to watch. Can we see what this looks like from the outside? From the outside, is she just swinging at nothing? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh no, he's seeing all of them. What he's does, actually here. What does Finn shouting at Ray achieve? Distraction. Other than distracting <laughs> her, yeah. it does. It serves no purpose. It's such a stupid thing to do for a guy who is tactically trained. <laughs> you would think he would he would not be behaving so mm. so stupidly. I thought the, oh, sorry, the, no. the, the whole the whole projection thing. That's 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 an interesting, you know, mm. new thing, new ability, and, and and you can argue it however you like. The force, you know, has the force is endless for for uh, plot points, and you can say yeah, they have some special connection or whatever that makes this possible that no other Jedi has been able to do before. But do something with it, you know, like that. If if she thought it was a projection and then kind of laid down her guard or tried to forget about it, but Kylo actually manages to strike her, that would have been. Something, something notable about it, and then she realizes, "Holy shit, he's really here!" This, you know, the fact that these projections could confuse her, her, her reality, which they do, or the hallucinations. Like she's at the Death Star thing, and she opens up this, you know, chamber that is on the exterior wall, and yet it's a chamber that she can walk into. That's obviously, mm. you know, a, a hallucination that she's mm, right. imagining. I was going to complain about that because, like, why does that have power? Why is that? You know, everyone always says like. If the black box always survives the plane crash, why isn't the whole plane made out of the black box? <laughs> if you've got an impenetrable room, make your make your Death Star out of that, yeah. whatever that room is. <laughs> I know you don't need your Wayfinder. You've had it all along. And then she just steals his ship. Yep, the Wayfinder was just the friends we made along the way. Is, is, is that right? Did I do that one right? Close enough. Yep. Oh. Did anyone else feel like all the little moments of fan service in this movie were just so... Like just cringy. 
Yes. And like literally just there to be like, sorry, you didn't last like the last movie. You fucking crybabies. Here's, Here's something you yeah. like, right? Yeah. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, Han Solo. <laughs> was that, okay. Didn't like that. Didn't feel like that was necessary. Luke Skywalk. That was looked bad. He like had to it, show up as a force. Coaster. Yeah. And it, but, but him catching the saber. Yeah. That I, was I was the second she threw that, I knew he was there. Yeah. Like, that was so dumb. Like, oh, sorry about the last movie. Here you go. Mm. And even um, even like, what's his fucking name? Um, Lando. Even him being there was just like, <laughs> uh, look, he's here. Are you happy now? Like he served no purpose. Lando's going to he, literally He's things. literally the character form of convenience in this movie. That's right. So dumb. And, and he's, he's definitely going to root Finn's girlfriend. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was the ending that I was, he's either her father or he's going to have sex with her. Because that was the only way the conversation now, goes. Yeah, is that is that the speculation that he's secretly her father? I, I mean, the only reason I could think that is because they're both black, but it was more so just that weird, like, I don't know where I come from. I was like, well, let's go and find out. I was so like, yeah, yeah either. And, a- and while, while that was happening, I thought if this was a National Lampoon's film, <laughs> you would have looked over and she would have gone, well, there's my squad. And it's all black women that look exactly like, like her yeah. and Lando. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we can help them too. They're in the exactly same situation. Oh, well, let's give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can assume is that they're getting a Disney Plus spinoff series together. <laughs> let's go find out. <laughs> um, God damn, this movie was it a just, mess though. Like even, the, even that, like, yeah, cool, he's there. But like, it doesn't feel like it matters or like yeah. that it's earned. Whereas, like, if you look at a movie like, um, I don't know, just say Endgame, for example, yeah. like all the little fan service moments in that movie, they feel earned and like they make sense and they like genuinely like, Easter eggs. Yeah. And, yeah. And whereas these are just like shoehorned in for like a yeah. cheap pop, just to be like, oh, yep, yeah. yeah, okay, we've got to try to make the fan base happy because they didn't like the last movie. <laughs> there's a there's a moment where the movie calls itself out, and it's when Lando first comes in at that uh, at the at the party or whatever, and you know, oh, yeah. yeah. Billy D. Williams is a cool guy, yeah, and Lando is a cool character. And then three PO says, "Oh, this is Lando Calrissian. He served in the in the whatever war like, from the previous. We films. know who he is. We know three <laughs> PO. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm trying to think of what, what annoyed me. There's a lot of stuff towards the end. This is where it fell apart for me. I think I'm going to say I liked all the space battle stuff at the end." I hated everything inside Palpatine's chamber in the end. Oh, I'm exactly the opposite. Yeah, really? The Palpatine's chamber stuff was the only interesting part of the finale. I liked yeah. his plan. I liked the performance. It was, it was Return of the Jedi all over again. All the, the whole rebel fleet has been sucked into this trap because yep. of, of this perceived vulnerability. And now I will destroy them all with my, with my super ability. Well, that's the part that pissed me off. There's, yeah, a, there's, a bit of, there's a bit of a joke it's about stupid. every movie ending with a blue sky beam. <laughs> what the fuck were they thinking? That was terrible. It uh, looked- this is some super Sith planet where his abilities are amplified a thousand times. And so at this temple, he can do that because, you know, there's force in the air or whatever. I mean, sure. Yeah, I know, but it's, a, it's a stupid excuse yeah. and it shouldn't happen at all. And it's a terrible conclusion, but at least it was something that was... Interesting. I mean, having you know a thousand, a million, billion, whatever ships on screen, that was just st- stupid. It was just noise. Like there, you're, yeah. just, you're looking at a screen that's just yeah. full of noise. How the hell and did like, Lando corral all these systems exactly into like, into helping when those no those were just the people those those were just Lando's kids. <laughs> <laughs> he just sired all those people, just cousins and things. Yeah, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Like it was Come on. <laughs> that whole finale was just like too much. Like the odds are too stacked against them, and like 
I can only suspend my disbelief so much. And I watch professional wrestling on a <laughs> weekly basis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's, it was just too much. Like they put like as much as they crammed too much into this movie, they crammed too many stakes against yep. the rebels in the end of the movie. Yep. When Ray kills him by bringing her lightsabers kind of close to him while he's lightning himself <gasps> to death. Did she cross the beams? It's you don't ever cross the beams. This is <laughs> in the third movie when Mace Windu, uh, Sam Jackson's character, is fighting Palpatine. Yep. He does the lightning, he you know, catches it on the lightsaber, brings it in, and that's what deforms and him. It. Yeah, that's right. And he never like, wow, this is hurting my face. I should stop. <laughs> but he does stop in that one. He's just very badly burnt. <laughs> in this movie, he just keeps doing it until he dies. Yep. Until he's He is so st- what is wrong with him? That's a that's bad, right? He's evil, Seb. <laughs> Don't he's evil kill in himself. His, and he's corrupted. And is he even dead? You <laughs> blown up like he, ten he years cares. ago. He'll be Who back. Cares. I kind of care. The whole sense. the whole way that he's back is bullshit to begin with. What? Because what, he's way, a, what way? They didn't tell you yeah, how. Yeah, yeah. How well, do you know? His, his legs. It could be perfect. It could make perfect sense <laughs> if they told you. <laughs> All I know is wherever he went. He lost his legs. So <laughs> imagine being Who on the Death him? Star when it explodes and that's the worst of it you get. Really? That your legs disappear? That's it. Did he Mary Poppins his way back to the atmosphere of the, <laughs> the forest moon as well? I just... <laughs> oh, it's fine, whatever. It's not fine. It's all... Yeah. <laughs> um, the ending was fine. Like the very end. With I thought that Ray was an okay Tatooine? way to finish it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I thought, okay, yeah. Rise of Skywalker, I was waiting for the Skywalker moment. I kind of thought it was going to be Kylo. I know he was a, a solo, but he was also a Skywalker. Yeah. Um, I thought that would be his little redemption moment. Yeah. And literally he did climb out of the pit <laughs> at the end of the movie. I kind of thought kinda that how was I him. felt leaving the cinema after this movie. Like I'm climbing out of a bottomless pit. <laughs> yeah. Um, also when Kylo was, in, I'm sorry, jumping back. When Kylo was approached by Han, I thought he was about to be approached by Luke. That was just my, it's not, it's not to say Han was a bad choice, but for some reason when he was sitting there, I, you know when you get the feeling someone's behind them, I assumed it would be Luke. And I, I thought it was going to be Luke putting him on the Skywalker path. No, that moment was kind of nice. No, it was, it was good. Yeah, yeah. it was it, it was played off as Kylo's memory rather than as a as a Force ghost. Mm. Yeah, because it, it was horribly blue, yeah. blue. <laughs> and and without being you know explicitly told what's going on, you can you know the audience is allowed to imagine it, and I certainly imagined that this was you know Kylo in conflict with his Kylo side and his Ben side, and the mm. Ben side is starting to win. It's starting to say this is the person you should be. You know, you've done a lot of regrettable things, but that doesn't mean you're down this path forever. You can change at any moment and work to redeem yourself. And good little parallel with when he kills his dad. They use a lot of the same shots, a yeah. lot of the same dialogue. Yeah. I literally winced because I was like, oh, they're not going to fucking double <laughs> down. <laughs> I thought they were going to do it. I was like, you bastard. No, I'm evil and that's it. Yeah, Because <laughs> I'd still be like, nah, this, I, there's a glimmer of good in there. He paused. <laughs> he only killed his dad twice. <laughs> It's still good. It's still good. <laughs> um, I say, yeah, I mean, and again, he throws his lightsaber away. That's a nice moment. But then the way they give him a lightsaber in the end is to do that stupid, you know, teleport thing through the. Yeah. Through I like that, but I, I did. I like that, pal. It's like they were writing it on the fly. 
you know, and yeah. they and they had all these cool scenes that they wanted to include, and then they no sure idea of how to actually connect them coherently. No, they they laid them all out on the table and then said, okay, we need something to get from here to here in this spot here. Mm. You know, that's not how stories should be written. At least no. you know, if you're going to do it organically, yeah, don't have things fixed in space. Let them mm. wobble around a bit so that you can actually tell an interesting story. Are you guys ready to render a verdict here, though? Yeah, I can do that. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. I'm the man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Slap it on with the might of Zeus. Oh, listen, um... I was going to go on a little bit of a spiel here, a bit of a rant. Um, nah, I'm good. I just, they're, they're all, I hate Star Wars in general. <laughs> and this one had some cool moments, but no, it's just not that good. I don't know. That I like to articulate it more than this. It's just, yeah. I didn't feel insulted though. I will say I, I every now and then, if a film can do it, you know, it does the wrong thing. I can feel like it's talking down to me or it's not giving me enough credit. I think emotionally, I the, maybe the Chewbacca bit, you know, how that was revealed and all that, I think maybe that was talking down to us a little bit, saying like, mm. we, we can't let you have a sad moment for even, you know, two minutes before we can tell you that everything's okay, hush, hush, go to sleep. But apart from that, it was just a big nothing burger. But I will say it was noticeably more interesting than the last movie. But the last movie okay. was also bad. And the one before that was bad. And all the ones to come will also be bad. Go watch Star Trek. <laughs> That's the same. Like, I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but I just feel like this was a bad movie. Like, it feels like a two-hour trailer where, yeah. like, nothing nothing matters because there's no time given to actually let any of it permeate. Like I said before, even the, like, well-done moments, you don't remember them because you don't have the time because they're too busy rushing through. It's just like a bloated, like, rushed mess because they're trying too hard to retcon the last movie as opposed to trying to actually do a good job of telling the story of this movie. And it's just, yeah, it's a mess. I didn't like it. It was a bad movie. Sorry, guys. Sorry if you love Star Wars. This was <laughs> this movie was bad. It feels like kids playing Star Wars. Yeah. They take notable elements and just make up lore and powers around them. You know, the Force is no longer this spiritual quest for enlightenment and connection with the natural world. It's just magic. And you can do, you know, all sorts of things with magic. Yeah, you can heal wounds and bring people back to life, sure. The battles aren't, uh, you know, some sort of regrettable justification of a breakdown of diplomacy. It's just where soldiers go to blow each other up because that's what battles are and I've got a gun so I have to shoot it and you're my enemy. I don't have to think about it. We'll just shoot at each other. Um, the subtlety of storytelling, the building tension, showing how villains are flawed and how heroes are vulnerable, all that is sacrificed in order to get ships and sabres yep. on the screen as often as possible. And it's a tragedy that this film went this way. Yeah, This, like is, if this, this is, is how the, Disney did it. This is the end of that trilogy as well. Like, yeah. yuck. <laughs> they, like, there's sections where, like, things where they don't even, like, it's like they forgot to pay off, like, things that they built through the movie. Yeah. There's, like, four scenes where they're like, oh, I've, like, Finn's like, oh, I've got to tell you this thing, Ray. 
What the fuck was it? And then nothing. There's no movie yeah. coming. You didn't yeah. tell us what the thing was. I assume it wasn't important. Maybe it was like, oh, oh, I'm. He was going to say he loves her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's fine. <laughs> we'll all get our answers in due time. Yeah, maybe for the $6 a month. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast. Or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. You're on the Facebooks at facebook.com forward slash second take, I believe. Did I get that one right? Yes. That's it? Yep. Nailed perfect. it. Um, jump to our website, secondtakepodcast.com. Uh, send us an email, secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, we have a Patreon, just patreon.com slash second take. Now, this is going to come out a couple of days before Christmas, but we're going to release this one as soon as possible because it's a bit more relevant. And then the week after... When, or just before December ends, um, we'll actually be doing our Christmas movie. So everything's a bit out of order, but that is what it is. I can't wait. So we'll be back on Wednesday for the Variety Hour and then the Monday following for Jingle All The Way. That's exciting, isn't it? You, you seem excited, Andrew. I like- I'll um, be back. Perfect. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.